Hello, everyone, and welcome to Beyond the Stage. I'm Ruth Eggerman, joined by our host, Chris Carter. And this podcast is to let our listeners go beyond the stage and behind the scenes at Livermore Valley Arts and the Bankhead Theater. And we'll be interviewing some of our artists coming up for the 23-24 season. And today's guest is Keiko Matsui. Chris. It's the summertime. What do you do in the summer when there aren't any shows on the stage? Well, there aren't uh, any bank there, There's on the some stage. shows. We have, uh, it's, today's uh, July 13th. We've got Debbie Gibson tonight. Did you That's hear right. about that one? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, uh, well, you know, Andrew and Kendra, um, who yeah. work in marketing and development, are super excited about this show. Andrew actually got tickets to the meet and greet this afternoon. Oh. So he's going to get to meet her up close and personal. <laughs> so we probably got to figure out a way for him to meet her without getting the ticket. We do know. Yeah. Uh, I guess but, somebody uh, somebody had an extra one. So they gave oh, it. Oh, oh, well, that was nice of him to, uh, yeah. to go through the proper channels, I guess. Um. Yeah. <laughs> I was just uh, listening to the the sound check a, a, a few minutes ago before we started. It's, uh, it's a little bit loud, but I, I think they just got started, so we'll see. I, I think it's going to be a great show. There's a lot of video and lights and everything. And, uh, yeah, I, th- I think they brought their own lighting package, is what Rachel was telling me. Y- yeah, well, we we brought in some lights, um, and uh, Gary, our production manager, has been uh, asking me for a long time to get some uh, concert lighting, some new concert lighting, and so we're going to see how this goes. And make... yeah, I think I think concert lighting would make some of our our shows just absolutely amazing. I mean, they're already really cool. Yeah, but that concert lighting would add another element. Yeah. So yeah. we can if we can pull it off, right? It's all about it's all about pulling it off and making it. If happen, we can right? pull, we can pull anything off. Have you been <laughs> here? It's amazing. Um, but uh, no, so you're talking about this summer. Uh, I do have a trip planned. I'm leaving tomorrow. I'm going to Europe for uh, 10 days. So I'm going to go to Italy and, um, with my family. And with your whole family, right? Like your your sister and her my kids sisters, are going. Yeah, her parents. kids and my parents. Uh, my dad just turned 80 this year. And uh, his, his mother is from this uh, region in Italy, in northern Italy, near Venice. And that, that's where... Uh, part of his family is from. I know Carter sounds really Italian. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's on his mom's side. It's, uh, we have relatives out there. And uh, my my dad's actually, my parents have gone out there a couple times. And uh, I've, I've met several of my Italian cousins um, when they come out to visit, but I've never been to where they're from. So we're really looking forward to it. So you still have family there? That's so I do. Where where it's near Venice or is it near Venice? Venice? Yeah, it's in a town called Montepaluna. and um, it's kind of in the, the foothills between Venice and the Alps there. And uh, they make a prosecco, is uh, the kind of the wine of the region. So if you like dessert wine with uh, bubbles in it, that's uh, that's what they like that's to me. drink out there. <laughs> That's what I like. <laughs> I like bubbles. Uh, yeah. Um, so I studied art history in college and um, resisted for the longest time taking Renaissance art because 
I was just I was just not into it. I was into the impressionism and yeah. you know the the French artists and and uh, you know the early nineteenth century, late late nineteenth century, early twentieth century. And then I took Renaissance art and absolutely fell in love with it. I was surprised by how much I really enjoyed it. And because it's the, the best, right? Well, <laughs> I mean that's subjective. So. No, it's not. That's that's objective. Uh, keep going. That's okay. Yeah, but I uh, I just fell in love with it, and so Italy's always been on my list of places to go, and just really get into the art because it's all very public too. Like it's in churches and in squares and whatever whatever their their terminology is. They love their um, art. Yeah, and so I'm looking forward to someday yeah. going to Italy. We we have plans in my household to go to Italy uh, to see the bike race um, mm -hmm. <laughs> that goes on the Giro d'Italia, and just be able to travel the whole countryside and get to see it. It's, so it's three a, weeks. I'll have to yeah. ask for vacation time. So You're gonna need a lot of time. You know, I'm gonna need some time. I'm banking time right now. <laughs> when I was. Uh, 19, I went to the Vatican and I've never seen anything like that in my life. Uh, never since. Um, you wanna, if you love art uh, and, and culture, I mean, that's just an amazing experience. Um, it's massive. I can imagine. Massive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is my first time going back to Italy since I was 19 years old. And uh, we're just going to Italy. Uh, you know, Switzerland's nearby. And you know what the best thing about Switzerland is? The borders Italy. I don't know. <laughs> chocolate uh, well, and time. I, there I they have time for chocolate, right? <laughs> I was going to say, as far as the best thing about Switzerland, I I don't really know either. But the flag is a big plus. Oh. Uh, <laughs> if people don't know what did you like that? Is, yes. <laughs> All right. It's a good Sorry. dad joke. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll work on that. I'll work on it. I I got other ones. <laughs> the next time we'll do that. Um. Anyways, uh, so today we talked to um, to Keiko Matsui, who's going to be performing here on August 4th. She is fascinating. I loved the way that she talked about how she catches music, catches melodies. That was really cool. I've never yeah, heard of the creative writing process like that. Yeah, I was wondering if you if that was a familiar thing to you. No, just vocabulary. Yeah, she said, look, uh, and we asked her what music she listened to, and she said, I'm not really listening to anything right now because she needs the space okay. to uh, to hear her own music and, and, and catch it out of the air is kind of how she described it. Um, but, right. Uh, really well, we, she and I have interest. She, she and I have uh, similar tastes in music, which I was surprised to hear her say, but I won't give any spoilers so that people will stay and listen to the interview, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm excited too. I think it's a great interview. And uh, she's uh, been to the Bankhead at least seven times that I know of. This will be her eighth trip and uh, really popular uh, with the Livermore audience. And it's uh, uh, just incredibly talented musician and her, her band is outstanding. So uh, I hope everybody really enjoys this interview as much as we did. Uh, she will be uh, coming to the Bankhead on August 4th. And you can buy tickets online at, go ahead, Ruth. Livermore Arts. Livermorearts.org. And they're going fast. 
Yeah, going if they are going fast. This this could be a sellout. So uh, be sure to get your tickets now uh, to see the incredible Keiko Matsui and enjoy the interview. From Tokyo. From, oh, are you tired? <laughs> jet lag. <laughs> okay. A little jet lag. What's the time difference between uh, so, Tokyo and uh, I think it's 16 hours. <laughs> so you so you time traveled. You went back in time. Yes. So. <laughs> Doesn't matter who I am. Well, we're so right glad you're here. Yeah, thank you, uh, Keiko. So I, I'm Chris. I, I'm the executive director at the Bankhead, and uh, Great. before I, uh, a couple times, uh, you did something really nice for us. I, I just remembered during COVID, we had um, a fundraiser and mm -hmm. asked you to do a video for us, and you you did oh. a beautiful video and helped us raise some money to keep us uh, open. So. Happy was, to hear. Yeah, thank you for doing that. I really appreciate oh, it. Thank you for your support for many years. <laughs> yeah, my, my yeah. pleasure. And, uh, this is Ruth. Ruth, you want to introduce yourself real quick? Hi, Keiko. My name is Ruth Eggerman. I'm the director Ruth? of marketing here. Ruth Hi. Eggerman. Nice to nice meet to, you. Nice to meet you, too. You're so <laughs> popular here. It makes my job easy. Oh. <laughs> Happy to be back again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, all right. Yes. Well, uh, welcome, uh, Keiko Matsui. Uh, Going to be performing at the Bankhead Theater on August 4th. And uh, Keiko, we're so glad to have you back. Uh, it's, um, I was looking it up. I know you've been here a lot of times. Uh, this yes. is your eighth performance, I believe, at the Bankhead uh, Theater. Really, I lost the count, but uh, always I'm very happy to be back to the theater. Oh, well, we're, we love you too. And you, mm -hmm. we have such a, a fondness for you and the audience really uh, responds well to you and your music. And mm. I got to ask, uh, if you've been here almost eight times, have you ever had a chance to, to walk around Livermore or get to know the town at all? <laughs> well, uh, before and after and a little bit, but uh, it's beautiful scenery and, uh, and the audience is always very, uh, very, enthusiastic at the same time very uh shows uh, lots of respect and love so i'm always and the theater is very intimate so we feel connection so i love that oh well thank you i, I think this it's one of the few places where you can have a conversation with the audience <laughs> i feel like you know they really respond well mm -hmm. yes well i think they're going to want to know they've, they've been coming a lot and uh, for a long time and I'd love to ask you a little bit about some of your musical background and how okay. you started. I, I did read that you started playing piano around the age of five. Mm. Is that that's correct? <laughs> yes, correct. <Yeah. laughs> at, at what point were you thinking this, I can make a career out of this? What, when did you feel like you were getting to that point? Well, I was very active child and uh, into sports, into studying. And, uh, but uh, at the same time, I was taking uh, private piano lessons, but uh, started classical, but I kind of uh, showed interest towards uh, many different genre, including jazz, pops, movie soundtrack. And then, but never thought about becoming professional musician. But when I had opportunity to compose for the movie soundtrack, when I was in high school, and uh, that was a serious, uh, a future movie in Japan. And uh, when director told me about uh, this uh, story and image 
And then suddenly I received the motif, the melody of that uh, the move, uh, theme song. And I wrote it and then director chose that melody as a uh, main theme song. And after the, uh, uh, all the movie, uh, all the progress has done, and I saw the screen, uh, screening, first view with all the production people and industry people. And I saw my theme with orchestra and ringing at the, uh, the credit back uh, end, end row. And I felt like, wow, and this is such a different thing. Like I was composing and performing, but this is something uh, with a visual and music plus visual was not only two and expanding more. And then I found like, oh, wow, I love that. And also I found that I started receiving, I started catching the melodies. Since then, I felt something special about uh, being a musician. You, you had to do it. Mm. What was the name of the movie? Uh, it's called Drifting. Drifting. Yeah, Drifting. And uh, like um, uh, the boat drifting into the kind of faraway island. And uh, it's like survival movie. <laughs> oh, cool. Can, can we it's it's a Japanese movie? Yes, oh, Japanese sorry. movie. Japanese movie from Toho. Toho is the biggest uh, movie company. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so um, we we know you grew up in Japan, and mm -hmm. uh, I was going to ask. Well, also also with that movie, is there a place we can find it? Is it online? Is it streaming? Do you think? Can we find I, it? Yeah. Uh, the the movie. Yeah. I think so, but the, it was so serious movie, so didn't uh, hit <laughs> the moment. Oh, really? <laughs> but for sure, it's uh, and uh, the actor is Kinya uh, Kitaoji. He's um, a famous uh, act actor too. Okay. It, how mm -hmm. old were you again when when you did that? Uh like uh, it was like seventeen. Um, wow. <laughs> I wasn't doing anything like that at 17. <laughs> um, well, you're known out here for your jazz music. And mm. I got to ask, you know, you grew up in, in Tokyo. Is jazz pretty popular in, in Japan? Well, in my era, uh, yes, getting uh, popular. And also we could see some uh, um, great uh, artists is coming to Tokyo, and uh, I I saw not only jazz. I saw Stevie Wonder yeah. concert at the Budokan, which is uh, in that era that was the biggest theater, and uh, it, that inspired me a lot because every song like strong melodies and with lots of heart and uh, peace, love, and uh, and then he filled the theater. So that was great. Uh, memory. How did how did you? You said you started off with classical music. Mm -hmm. How did you discover jazz? Do you remember? Uh, yes, some point I took uh, the uh, lesson of organ, and uh, and then I started to seeing and hearing the, the uh, chart of uh, sometimes like jazz, but the classical crossover jazz, okay. like. Uh, Gershwin, Love Study in Blue, 
uh, and also Beatles, <laughs> Beatles, or um, and also I found uh, my mom loves music, so I found the vinyl of Oscar Peterson, Ella Fitzgerald, and Keith Jarrett, and then gradually I started learning music theory. At the same time, I started listening and copying some of the great um, artists and including like uh, uh, Harvey Hancock, mm -hmm. of course, and Chick Corea, and then newer era, uh, Joe Sampo and Bob James, um, who became good friend <laughs> later. <laughs> but wow. uh, but those era was a great student era. I was gonna ask you who your early influences were and you just answered that question. <laughs> um, so let's, I, I was actually listening to your new album yesterday, by the way, which I oh very lovely, uh, Euphoria, and um, it looked like you might have some other another release that just came out. Is that right, or is that this Euphoria? Yes, uh, this was uh, end of March. Okay, this is the newest mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. And are we going to hear some of that on on the in the concert? Yes, uh, this time I put special repertoire and set list, and this is going to be the kind of showcase to play many songs from this one. And also okay. we will include some classic hits of my composition. But for me, this is very um, like something came from different dimensions and uh, it includes lots of hope and energy and love, for sure. <laughs> Like the way you you hear the music, or it it comes to you, is very mm -hmm. interesting to hear you talk about that. And, oh, and it sounds like this album came to you from a from a different place, and you just had to you had to get it out, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> can you can you talk a little bit about that process of how you write and like where mm -hmm. that creativity comes from? Do you have to you have to be alone in a room, or do you go mm -hmm. travel somewhere? Do you mm -hmm all the time like what what's your process like yes um i've been trying to correct uh, many motifs as much as possible before starting uh, really uh arranging so this time we had a strange time uh pandemic <laughs> no. so yeah and i just wanted to get together with everyone in the studio so till then, I decided, okay, I'm going to correct the motifs. So about a year and a half, I was catching motifs and melodies and over like about 120 motifs I had. And then uh, last summer, I went to the studio. But before that, I squeezed down with my um, co-producer, Barhana, my manager. So 120 to 40, 40 to 20, 20 to 12. Oh. So, so, and uh, when I squeezed down and then each song, I completed the composing part. So that much I was, I, my position is like a compo composer, but when I, I squeeze down the songs, it's like a producer view, yeah. pers perspective. And then um, decide the musicians and uh, uh, some songs uh, arrangers, and then uh, polished the song and decided instrumentation. And finally, beginning of July, 
uh, we went to uh, studio, uh, United Studio in Hollywood. And finally, we could see each other and playing in the same room and hearing each other. So that was a special, precious moment. What's that like? So when you, so you have this idea mm. and you, you kind of write it all down, you compose this, you think of all the parts, and then when you hear it for the first time, what's that like for you? Uh, when I hear, sometimes I catch in the dream, and yeah. then when I wake up, still I remember, then I write it down. And also, um, sometimes I just sat in front of the piano and just wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Nothing yeah. comes. And sleep, and again, wake up. But uh, always, I feel like uh, catching from the silence. So when I try to play, then easily I can play with my phrases, but I wanted to uh, avoid that because I believe that there's something special coming for this particular album. And uh, beginning is very, uh, very much, I put pressure over me too much. And then I realized that, well, you have shows and my fans are waiting. Uh, I received a message like, Keiko, uh, I'm waiting for your new beautiful melody. And that inspired me and became the song like uh, New Passage, this end of the song, uh, album. I named that because of my fans uh, thought reflected. So then I started feeling like, okay, I can, I can do anything and uh, I can, like I have a, a white canvas and 100% I can express myself, then release the pressure and start catching the melodies. Wow. Uh, and you said you have 120 or so motifs. So are mm -hmm. those, you narrowed it down to 12, are, are those other ones waiting to be composed? Or are you gonna put those on a different album or do you move on or do you just, does it just keep coming to you? Yes, uh, just uh, coming to me, and of course, uh, um, I squeeze down. So, oh, like uh, there are leftover, there were leftover songs from a previous uh, album, but mm -hmm. but always I don't look back. So I just want to try to catch uh, freshly. Yeah, and sometimes I received a uh, certain melody like Rosso Cantabile, example. The song, the melody, main verse uh, melody, I received in Redondo Beach, California. And then the other part, like a bass line and the strings line, all these phrases, I caught in Tokyo while I was uh, walking around my uh, suburb of Tokyo, my residential area. I catch that. And then I realized, okay, that melody combined to this bass line and the strings would be great. So I was kind of correcting and I I received the inspiration from many places and different part of the <laughs> place. Wow. It's, it sounds like it's almost spiritual. Mm. Yes, sometimes very mystic, sometimes. Yeah. Um, for this concert coming up, are, is it is it you and the band or how many pieces is it? Is it just you? What are we, uh, we going to have to see here? Yes, uh, this time I'd love to play with my, uh, 
I called fami my family on the road, and uh, they've been traveling with me in uh, Japan and uh, Europe uh, many years. So on drums, Jimmy Branley, uh, who was uh, born in Cuba, and uh, uh, bass Rico Bered, who is from Holland, and he's a member of, uh, uh, as known as uh, Rippington, bass player. Mm -hmm. and the guitarist from Brazil and JP. So so all four of us, Queen, uh, Cartet, yes. So we are going to perform in this special repertoire. Wow, I, I remember last time you were here, I was really impressed with your band. I, I just thought they were such good musicians. So mm -hmm. um, good, good job in surrounding yourself with such great talent. It's uh, being the center of that. So mm. I think it's going to be a wonderful show. So we're really Thank looking you. forward to it. Um, just for fun, I always like to ask, um, what music are you listening to right now yourself personally? Um, <laughs> well, um, well, usually I don't listen to it. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, because traveling so much and yeah. I, bet, I, I better sleep. So, but uh, but still, I love sometimes classical music and also like Sting or Stevie yeah. Wonder. And uh, sometimes here and there I listen, but basically I like the silence. <laughs> that's great. Well, that's when you can hear your own music come to you, I guess. Right, right. So <laughs> you, you need the silence for, for being able to catch those melodies and bass lines and other phrases yeah. that you were talking about, don't you? Especially when I'm on a creating mode for the right. new album. Yeah, I I just concentrate on that. This you and I have thing. similar. You and I have similar tastes in music. I love Sting. I love Stevie Wonder. Oh really? Beatles, okay. you named, yeah, yeah, Ella Fitzgerald. You named up all these people. I'm like, oh yeah. You and I would have fun hanging out, listening <laughs> to music together. Okay, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> well, August 4th. <laughs> August 4th. Uh, and uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I know you're busy. Uh, but I do, we, we want to try a little game with you. I hope that's okay. And uh, it's going to be like a speed round. Oh. It's, um, so I, we're calling this either or. So I'm going to, we're going to start off easy and then it's going to get hard. But I'm going to give you two choices. Uh-huh. Say two words and you say which one you like better. So which one so is better? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say uh something like chocolate or peanut butter, and then you say which one do you like better? Okay. So okay. Chocolate or peanut butter, what would you say? Chocolate. Chocolate. Okay. If I say mountains or the coast? Coast. The coast. iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. <laughs> Uh, Elvis or the Beatles? Beatles. Good, you got that one right. Um, <laughs> country or rock and roll? Mm, oh, that's hard. Maybe rock and roll. Rock and roll, okay. Uh, winter or summer? <sighs> summer. Dogs or cats? Oh, I love everybody but the cat cats That's okay <laughs> um burger king or mcdonald's Ooh. between <laughs> okay in the middle uh the letter k or the letter m k, k. 
Uh, drums or bass? Ooh, they are my favorite. So always I tried on this album. I have uh, three groups, different groups. Anyway, so mm -hmm. drums. Drums, okay. <laughs> jazz. We won't tell the bass player. <laughs> <laughs> we won't tell anybody. Uh, jazz or blues? Blues. Blues. All right. This we're gonna get tough now. Uh, major keys or minor key? Minor key. Minor. Uh, Chikoria or Herbie Hancock? <laughs> wow, that's so hard. <laughs> Both. Both. <laughs> uh, San Francisco or New York? Ah. Mm, if I have to choose one, then San Francisco? San Francisco. Maybe. Okay. Uh, San Francisco or Tokyo? Ah, wow. Tokyo. Tokyo. Uh, Tokyo or Kyoto? Kyoto, I haven't discovered all yet, but uh, I have yearning to Kyoto. Okay. Uh, last one. Livermore on August 4th or anywhere else in the world? <laughs> of course, Livermore. Yay! <laughs> Well, uh, we're really looking forward to you coming out here on August 4th. We know it's going to be a great show, and the ticket sales are really good, so you're going to have a great audience. Right. And, uh, wish you the best of luck on your tour. And uh, we're so grateful that uh, uh, you, you're coming out to Livermore and, and being a part of the art scene out here. So thank you, Keiko. Thank you for having us. And uh, I hope that we can do uh autograph session after the show, right? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Thank right. you so I'm much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, have thank a great day. So thank you. We'll thank see you soon. Take care. Okay. See you soon. Thank you very much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Um, I want to know what was your favorite subject in school? My favorite subject in school? Oh my God. Like high school or elementary school? Can I say fourth grade? I, yes, you can say fourth grade. <laughs> <laughs> That's when I peaked academically. <laughs> that was your peak. It's been all downhill since you were nine. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. All yeah. right. A lot of valleys. What are what or who were your favorite songs or artists or albums from your childhood or adolescence? One song or album that will always make you feel um, I'll tell you two or three. Uh, the first album I ever bought was uh, at a garage sale, and it was uh, Styx. Uh, Kilroy was here because it had Mr. Roboto on it, which I thought was an incredible song. It, uh, so that was the first piece of music I ever purchased for 10 cents. And I still have that tape. Um, it was a tape. And it, it doesn't sound very good anymore, but I still own it. Um, the the first record I ever bought, vinyl record, was uh, Quiet Riot um, with Come On, Feel the Noise. Uh, so I went through yeah. kind of a little bit of a, a, a glam metal phase when I was young. <laughs> uh, but then when I was uh, starting my adolescence, when I was uh, uh, probably about 14, I, I really got into uh, prog rock and uh, progressive 
rock and roll music. And uh, I loved uh, Midnight Oil and uh, R.E.M. And uh, there was an R.E.M. album that I, I still listen to today, uh, Green. Um, I think was probably my favorite album of all time. I think they just came out with a new album I heard. R.E.M. I feel like I just saw a headline that was talking about... They've been broken up for several years, but maybe I'll, 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 take, a, I'll some, take a look. Yeah, there's some lost recordings, something like that. Oh, maybe. Right? Maybe they released it as an album, something something along those lines. Or maybe I'm misremembering, but it was just that a couple days me, that, that hit me at the very perfect age. And if there's a lot of research that shows the music that you're fondest for or that brings back the best feelings is the music that you listen to when you're about 14. It's, uh, so that, that's what I was listening to at that time. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what I listened to when I was 14. And it, it was probably something that my my sisters or my brother really wanted to play that was like, oh, I don't know, it would have been like uh, Elvis Costello. Yeah. Huge in our house. Yeah. We, we were big Elvis Costello fans. Bruce Springsteen was a huge album for us. Uh, Born to Run, the Born to Run album. Um, I, I feel like I know every lyric of every song on the Born to Run album. Wow. Yeah. And then I saw him. I saw him on my 15th birthday. That's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was really awesome. You, you um, know, when I, when I was that age, I thought the lyrics were the most important thing for any song. And I would pour over lyrics in the, the sleeve of the, the record and all that. Uh, and it's funny, nowadays, I, I hardly ever even pay attention to the lyrics. But for some reason, Music, yeah. right? And so it's, you're trying to find it in the music. Yeah. And I, I just was always trying to figure out what they were trying to say. I, I, yeah. That's why I liked REM a lot. It's because it was very, um, a little bit obscure. It was kind of a puzzle. And you really had Well, to, and they had something to say. Yeah, and they did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, and based on what you just said about listening to the music versus the lyric, we just uh, watched, uh, over the spring, we watched the... Uh, Wu-Tang, um, an American saga, Wu-Tang Clan, American saga was on Hulu or it is on Hulu. And um, just like, I don't understand the lyrics at all. And I see them up on, like, we look at the lyrics, you know, and I see them up on the screen and everything and we're listening to it, still don't really understand what they're saying, but the beats are incredible. Just, they make you want to listen, you know? And so it doesn't matter what the lyrics are. So it's, sort of similar to that, that yeah. um, feeling of just hearing the beats and hearing what they put together as as the music to tell their story. It, it, it's interesting. Yeah. Until that point, I never, I don't think I'm the type of person who actually listens. Like if I listen to classical music, I'm listening. Um, but a lot of times I'm just listening for the lyrics, you know. Well, I, I don't know if I'm just becoming an old man, but like I, sometimes I think like the lyrics now are not as uh, not as good. And <laughs> I, I think that's an old man thing. And it's that's just, definitely an old man yeah. thing. You shouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not as inspired by well, you, new, this new music. You still, like teen, you still have teenagers in the house, so you're you're hearing. Are you hearing um, the music that they play? Uh. Yeah, but you know, they they like all the stuff that I listen to. And I, I went on a camping trip with my son recently, and all they would listen to was Leonard Skinner over and over again, like songs from, you know, 40, 50 years ago. And they're like, this is the best music. <laughs> I know. It's not. I know. 
my youngest came that. home from my youngest came home from from college and like her freshman year so she was like I'm really getting into Chicago and I'm like really that was <laughs> and, right. and I read like, that home once would knock is really good <laughs> and I'm like okay yeah I've been listening to this for a long time my my son I came home once and we're like in the kitchen and my son goes Alexa play ELO I'm like ELO when did you ELO, ELO? <laughs> um so I don't know it's a good music last I guess yeah yeah all right, Chris, thank you so much. It was fun to talk to Keiko and um, I think we're done. Thanks for joining us today for Beyond the Stage. You can get your tickets to Keiko Matsui and all of our shows for the upcoming 23-24 season at livermorearts.org. That's livermorearts.org or you can call our box office at 925-373-6800. And again, thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.